Gentlemen, are we ready? To win? Yep. Alright, well bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I am joined this week by... Mike. And... The One True Bed. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm mixing things up today. Ooh. Doing things weird now. Yes. Um, so, today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man, but that's not actually going to be the main thing we're going to talk about today. Today, we are going to brainstorm and hypothesize and conject uh, about what will be the big myth arc for the coming uh, crop of Marvel movies. Set phase four to fun. Yes. Uh, we'll get into definitions of myth arcs and things in a second, but first we have a little bit of geek news. Um, most of the geek news we're going to talk about will actually take part in the main meat of the episode because, uh, hey, phase four got announced, like yeah. all the movies that are going to be in phase four. So we're going to be talking about this big chunk of geek news? Yeah, news. so that's going to be like the majority of the episode, so that's the news segment of which, that portion. Which, of course, covers, up the, uh, covers the, uh, the, the rest of it, which is simply, hey, San Diego Comic-Con happens, so Google it, see all the things they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like, it's like how we don't, we, we only cover the highlights from, uh, E3. from E3, because if we yeah. wanted to cover the entirety of E3, uh, we need to go to E3, which, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, E3, you wanted to send this this humble podcast with 300 RSS subscribers to E3 as a, on a press pass, I'll take it. But, uh... <laughs> Those 300 people might even make or break one of your gamers, one of your game companies. Your uh, well, I mean, with, uh, with people saying, please pirate our games if, you, if, if you're going to buy them from G2A, pirate them instead. That, that story is still hilarious to me and still worth re-mentioning, but that's about it. Um... Uh, aside from that, unfortunately, uh, Rutger Hauer died. Yeah, which makes this week's you know geek news just a bummer start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, Rutger Hauer, like, like you pointed out, he is. There's nothing he wasn't that he was in that he didn't make better. Yep. And Lady Hawk was one of my first movies that I ever owned and that was back when it was on VHS Ooh, you didn't have it on Betamax no. or Laserdisc no 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 <laughs> Laserdisc I'm, I'm old but I'm not that old Laserdisc was already not a thing <laughs> that was in my parents day <laughs> hey laser, the, the Laserdisc some people will say that the Laserdisc editions, editions of Star Wars are the only True editions of Star Wars. Because Lucas <laughs> couldn't figure out the sorcery to go make make them uh, the uh, new enhanced editions or whatever it crappy is. He did. He couldn't. You know. He couldn't re-release that shit. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, memories of sea beams be going beyond the Tannhauser Gate are passing like tears in the rain at this point. Yep. Although which, that I, will now be immortalized. So. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because an uh, interesting just tad, tidbit of, hit, of, of, uh, of uh, trivia there. That was an improvised speech. Completely, yeah. <laughs> completely, completely made that shit up. 
And it sounds really good, even though, like, um, it, like, there's very little actual meaning in it, but, like, scientific meaning. I mean, it's chock full of of philosophical and, 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 Mm -hmm. and, you know, emotional meaning, but, like, no one's even quite sure what you, what he, what he, what he meant by the Tannhauser Gate. Right. So. (laughs) Although the Tannhauser Gate shows up in Soldier with Kurt Russell. Is that an homage then? Mm. Probably. Oh, yeah. I didn't re- I, I completely forgot. I, I Maybe I didn't even realize at the time, but uh, yeah, that was Rutger Hauer's Cardinal Rourke in Sin City. Huh. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Kurt Russell, my little interesting little bit uh, is that uh, in Lady Hawk, originally it was going to be Kurt Russell, but he walked off the set, and so they... Uh, they got Rucker Hauer in the eleventh hour, right? Which I, I posit is fate. Going, this is how you make a legendary movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Navarre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Rucker Hauer um, playing off of Matthew Broderick, which you know I talk to God all the time. Frankly, he hasn't mentioned you, <laughs> so. Um, and of course, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. It's just awesome. It was a really good. It was it was a well cast movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we yeah, have any I other his filmography? And it's just like, it's just this. <laughs> it's really prolific. I'm guessing. Well, not only that, but it's just like it'll be like, oh, great movie, great movie, crappy movie, crappy movie, great movie, good movie, crappy movie. It's just kind of all over the place. It's kind of like seeing Samuel L. Jackson's filmography. Right. <laughs> like one thing, but one right. thing that you, but the, but one thing I, I'm willing to to bet slash guarantee about every single one of those movies is even in the crappy movies, Rucker Hauer was good in them. Oh, yeah. No, he oh, commits. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Similar to Samuel L. Jackson. Snakes on a Plane is not a good movie, but it's a fun movie because he's in it. This this rivals Snakes on a Plane for a fun title. Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo you haven't seen Hobo with a Shotgun? No. Hobo with a Shotgun's great. Blind Fury was Let me plane. guess. It involves a hobo who has a shotgun. a shotgun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Blind Fury was also another amazing movie of his. Um, I personally liked it. And then there was another one. Um, oh, God. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was a post-apocalyptic one. And they played this game using a dog skull. That's super weird. It was like football. Hmm. We recreated it in a LARP. It was hilarious fun. Yeah, he's been in, like, everything. He was in Batman Begins. What did he, uh, what did he play in that? Rest assured, the Wayne Empire will be in good hands. Oh, <laughs> that sleazy executive. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you are, indeed, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot else. Um, the Boys is streaming on Amazon Prime now, so yeah. probably check that out pretty soon. Yeah. Aside from that, it's mainly just, you know, Comic-Con and Comic-Con happened. stuff. <laughs> right. And we, yeah, the rest of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So. All right. So, uh, spoilers of the week. He's a menace! That's right. Spider-Man is a menace. The man's a menace, I say. <laughs> I'll make him infamous. Uh, so, going forward from here, there will be unmarked spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. If you haven't seen it... Um, 
I don't think we're going to be spoiling anything super big in the plot, except for like the big twist that everyone who knows comic books saw coming in right. the first in, in in the first little bit. Uh, well, in the first bit, I mean, about or even uh, just about the halfway point, even just the cartoon. Yeah, like even just their passing familiar. If you're familiar the with the characters in the movie, <laughs> yeah. there is a twist that you saw that that, that was well, that had to play out one of two ways. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, also, we should say, if you're super behind and haven't seen Avengers Endgame, then you'll want to watch that first as well. Because this takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Uh, yeah, but, the, but I don't think it's going to be too super... Well, I mean... Well, there's one thing that's very yeah. specific. Edith? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And everything related. Yeah. So, okay. Um, all right, so... You have been warned. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers going forward. Um, so... Um, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio. Oh, he's so good, so, so good. And I and for a, I gotta say, like I was expecting the twist, right? Where it turns out that he's just been lying this whole time, right? But but you don't know I, how and when it's gonna happen, though. Well, and, and I will, and I will, and, admit, uh, and I will fully admit this. Uh, kind of alarm going off. Just a second. <laughs> Something's about to explode, or a truck's backing up. Media com truck backing up, but I'm sorry. When my car got totaled on Saturday, alarm didn't go off. It sounded kind of like a car alarm, and I was having uh, PTSD flashbacks for a second. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. anyhow. Um, so anyways, yeah, Mysterio. Uh, when Mysterio, when the twist does I, happen, yeah, that. but I was, I, I will say, like they, they did well enough up until the twist occurring that I was, uh, I, I was almost sold that he might be a good guy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Knowing he was doing such a good job of lying. In the movie, right. that I almost bought into it, it's even a, though a, I am a, aware of the genre and the character. It's that great, like meta. <laughs> it's that great meta acting where he's an, an actor playing a guy who's acting, and he does it so well. Yeah. I know because I was just. I mean, you get so caught up in the illusion. Well, you know and that. The, I, and, I mean, you know there's going to be a twist, and you know that there, he's going to be an antagonist of some kind. But the reason why it worked for me. Uh, as far as like you were saying, Neil, where you kind of get sucked into it and you have that suspension of disbelief, mm -hmm. is that I was like, okay, well, this is a, this is a new, this is like the current take in Spider-Man, and they change things all the time. So yeah. he could still be a villain or an antagonist at least, but in a different sense. Well, here I was thinking maybe we actually have, we are actually going multiverse theory, and this right. is legitimately good Mysterio from an alternate universe exactly. and who's going to be killed by bad Mysterio See, in our universe. That's what, and that's what I call the, the meta twist. Is yeah. Because of that, because of the meta knowledge of what they might do with the movies, you convince yourself, okay, there's still a slight chance he might not be a total prick and a complete fraud. So right. then when it happens, you're just like, all right, well, I figured, but yeah, it's like, okay. out, there's a little bit of hope. Okay, well, you almost, it was like, okay, well played movie, you almost had me. As soon as they're in that bar together, I'm like, okay, I see where this is going. I'm like, he's mm -hmm. he's he's doing the whole like, you know. Well, the minute I knew I knew what happened the minute that Peter accidentally uh, ripped something down from the Ferris wheel. Uh huh. Uh, during the fire elemental attack. Yeah. Because why he didn't he didn't like expand fast enough or something? Like what happened there? He accidentally caught a cloaked drone and ripped a projector off of it. Ah. Um, gotcha. It was a blink and you'll miss it thing. Uh huh. Um, 
But it lands at MJ's. Yeah, but MJ finds it. Right. And yeah, that sets up her finding it and all that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, yeah, Night Monkey. That was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And the Peter Tingle. The Peter yeah. Tingle, yeah. Um, I liked how he got to design the third, the the the, the, the new new suit. Right, suit, right, which was such, and you see that moment when, when Peter is doing things that Tony would do. Happy is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony picked the right kid. <laughs> Tony, Tony picked the right well, I also just love uh, that, that Happy gets to um, participate in the sense that he did is like he's kind of uh, fulfilling that surrogate father role after what happened yeah. in Endgame. Because, mm-hmm. like, at Endgame, he was just crushed by, you know, mm-hmm. heartbroken by how some of that stuff happened. And he's already kind of playing the role with, like, you know, I can, we'll get you as many cheeseburgers as you want and all that stuff, right? And this, so mm-hmm. it's cool to kind of see him get to come in and yeah. kind of, like, play the mentor role. Him taking care of uh, Peter, and hopefully we get to see him s- see some more with Morgan at some point. Too. And just the whole, the whole him... <laughs> The whole, like, uh, him crushing on uh, his aunt on was him. hilarious. I love how Especially Aunt May's just... She's like, eh, it's kind of a fling. I love how Aunt May's just <laughs> super hot in this one. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. every Aunt May ever has been this old, old woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's it's just, you know... Yeah, like, right. super old. Yeah, she's just like, no, no, hi. Yeah. I'm... I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sexy as all hell. Yeah. Um, well, that was one of the very first lines in the in Spider-Man: Homecoming was that that deli owner talking about how his his aunt was hot in Italian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, I'm Marissa Tomei. I'm still hot <laughs> yeah. after all these years. Yeah, she's what my age. <laughs> um, let's find out to the internet. Movie magic. She's uh, she she's a she's still a couple years older than you. But I don't want to release your age to the general public. Uh, too late for that. Too late for we that. Have to yeah, do some we already, they already know I'm yeah. an AARP member. <laughs> you are. You don't qualify for that for another few years. No, I already qualify for that. Then they lowered their age of, of entry. To 50. Okay. See, I'm trying to be nice and not tell everyone how old we you already, are. We already Miss Captain out. 51 years old. We already let that cat out of the bag. And even if we hadn't, people could have done the math with some of the references you've made over this the This is over true, the it's not like I'm trying to hide my... But yes, obligatory yeah. Ben is old joke. Yeah. 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 We're moving on. Yeah, so. Marissa Tomei is Tome, uh, 54. So, yeah. And, and uh, looking great for her age. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. great for any age. <laughs> true. So, um... Yeah, so Mysterio outs uh, Peter as Spider-Man in the post-credit scene, yeah. and we got J.K. Motherfucking Simmons back as J. J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Jesus. That was the thing that shocked me the most. That was I was I I was. Well, I meant him getting outed as Spider-Man. I didn't think <laughs> they were gonna do that. That was interesting. Um, I don't know how they're gonna handle that. There. Uh, well, re- remember how they presented J. Jonah Jameson. And the daily and the, the daily, daily net are presented a lot like Alex Jones in Infowars. So there may be some people who believe it, but the problem is though the mere suggestion of it means anyone with half a brain could figure out that yes, it's in fact true. Because look at all these instances could where be Peter Parker's around and mysteriously he's not, and Spider Man shows up. Yeah, it's I mean, not, hell, MJ's a kid. Yeah, MJ, MJ just worked it out. Exactly. But remember. MJ was around Peter and Spider-Man at the same time and had the knowledge she needed. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. Remember who else is on Peter's side? Fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, that's the other big thing is that, uh, is, is that uh, Fury's out in space somewhere with the Skrulls. 
Yeah, yeah. it was just a scroll Look, the whole it, time. Looking like he's probably... Well, he, he was on vacation from the looks of things. In, in the post-post-credit sequence. Right. Yeah. Um, if I had to guess, it really looks like he was in the process of forming S.W.O.R.D. Which, yep. for people who don't know comic books, is the space wing of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. There's a lot of... there. There's S.W.O.R.D., there's S.H.I.E.L.D., there's HAMMER... Um, yeah, they really they really love their acronyms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they love their like medieval weaponry. Right. Someone sounded like someone really wanted to spell shield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great line. Um, but yeah. Um, now, other fun, other fun thing that inversion that they did. Um, MJ hates web slinging. Oh yeah, I love it. Like, ah, this is the worst thing ever. I don't yeah. like it. Never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so much more realistic in my yeah. humble opinion. That would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and given the way Peter web swings in this one, right? He's constantly. He is when he's in the air. Anything that is with him, like you see him tossing his phone around, you know, thwip. Yeah. You know, swing. Toss the phone. Flip well, I think with the other I hand. think part of it too is the fact that he's still sixteen. It's yeah. kind of like he web slings like teenagers drive. Yeah, this is true. If Spider Man was in his twenties, it would probably be the traditional MJ like, oh, I'm just I'm, we're just cruising along and it's big big low sweeps and everything feels nice and like stable, right? Right. But Which it never it wouldn't it wouldn't, well, it wouldn't anyway. But like, in comic book land, it would. Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm I mean, by comparison, like, by comic book logic, and yeah. relatively, yeah. it's downright stable and safe. As a as a brief uh, as a brief aside, because I'm good at these. Um, I once saw a YouTube video where someone claimed that really Spider-Man's most amazing superpower is, abil- is his ability to not rip his arm out of his socket every time he, oh, he yeah. reaches the apex of his swing. Super strength, super strength, yeah, hand wave, yeah, hand wave, yeah. Like they did the math on how yeah. much on how much force was being exerted on his shoulder, and it was like, right. yeah, this would literally rip his arm off. Well, the thing is, is that you got to remember, Spider-Man can, um, in theory, um, lift anything he needs. To, he, he thinks he's capable of lifting. Well, mostly the the practical limit is supposed to be about ten tons. That's forty thousand pounds or twenty thousand pounds. Yes. So. Yeah. I, yeah. No. 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 I, I. It's just an interesting little thing. Yeah. Right. Um, if he was a normal human, yeah. I think. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to uh, expand on you know this the subversion of expectations and um, and MJ specifically, I just I want to say this can be an unpopular opinion, but I really like this version of MJ. I do too. Uh, I think it's so much more interesting than well. Here's the thing, in comic books, MJ is one of those characters like Superman where it's like. They either write amazing or terrible, and there's hardly any in between. And yeah. so much of it is terrible that people are, uh, people write her off as like a boring mm-hmm. character, just like a mm-hmm. like a damsel in distress all the time or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, in the in the movie versions, she has been just that. She has been, and also it doesn't help that Kirsten Dunst can't act her way out of a paper bag. Yeah. Not in those movies anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, so it was it was like the traditional version was done and done poorly. So I was actually glad to see someone Everyone's who's really a completely like, different character who just happens to have the same yeah. acronym or, or initials or whatever. But she's not a hot white redhead. Right. Yeah, but then again, Peter's class is not consistent. Because yeah, remember, this yes. is also 2019 Spider Man. Yes, so, I know. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, 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 that should have been the case. I mean, anybody who's been to New York and Queens, 
you know, it's you you see a lot of different people there, and I'm I'm glad to see a lot of different. Which people which there. isn't to say, you know, you know, I mean, they could have done that and it would have been fine. Well, uh, yeah, the, the, the other traditional is, route, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, sometimes it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know, like, well, okay, well, it sticks out all, like a sore thumb sometimes if like everything else seems like modern and updated like for example like you know obviously spider-man's gonna have yeah. a smartphone right they're not gonna like mm-hmm. they're not gonna like do an anachronism to make it like you know how things were back in the mm-hmm. 90s the 80s the 70s mm-hmm. or whatever you whatever yeah, comic you're picking so right, if yeah. everything else seems plausible and as far as like you know mm-hmm. could actually happen is actually in the real yeah. world it's also then it sticks out like a sore thumb when you just you know have something that seems yeah. like a huge... It is also yeah. worth mentioning that it has been officially stated that this character is not Mary Jane Watson. Right. right. Her name is Michelle Jones. Yes, she's the stand-in for Mary J- Jane Watson, but we are not suddenly right. changing the appear- the canonical appearance of right. this right. person. Yeah, that's, that's right. a fair point. Yeah. Right. Well, and the distinction that should be there. Yeah. Yes, she serves so the same many, yeah, Well, no, she is absolutely... She is the XP of... Mary Jane. Right. Right. Well, the, the other thing about this is that um, when Stanley originally wrote it, um, you know, Peter appeared to live in something like the suburbs. Yeah. Um, That's he, true. A very different setting. Yeah, he very didn't live set. in freaking Brooklyn. Yeah, he's right in... Or not Brooklyn, Queens, Queens, sorry. Yeah, right. he's, he's right in the heart of the city now. Well, it's that and he went to an average high school. Magnet high schools like... Uh, Midtown High, yeah. with its science program, right. did not exist. Yeah, yeah, in a way, it's like it's it's similar but so different. It's but it is time. it is the exact place that mm-hmm. Peter Parker, as smart as he has always been portrayed, right, would go. Yeah, yeah well, he always sense. got into a good college, but uh, yeah, right, right. In but any yeah, case, um, yeah, but it's just, so this I was like Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> um, and the the thing is, is I, I like that at the end of things. I mean. Peter mm-hmm. was still the the Spider-Man we all know because he spent the whole film trying to be your friend, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, trying not to get involved in this yeah. shit. I don't want to be the new Iron Man. Yeah, yeah because he too did. damn bad, kid. You are right. Well, I love the meeting. you're the best pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I, but I, that's I think that reluctance is what makes him. Yeah, whatever Honestly, thing that Tony. It, it, he would be. Yeah, it makes him. Right. He makes him the perfect pick because Tony recognized one as one of his primary failings was how completely brash he was. Yeah, um, and, and he grew up a lot between uh, Homecoming and Far From Home. Mm-hmm. He's no longer. Hey, I can do everything. Um, you know, he's and he's he's learned that lesson. Bitch, maybe please, you've been to space. Yeah, he's learned that lesson maybe a little too well, and he's having to accept that mantle. Um, the other thing about it is that um, once he does accept that mantle, mm-hmm. you know, he's owning up to the great response to the great power that he has been given by showing himself to be greatly responsible for it. Exactly, um, and he. Just like in Homecoming, he had he tried to save Mysterio, right? Tr- you know, because he told him you're going to be caught in the in the crossfire, right? You know, and Mysterio did himself in. Well, there's some theory. There, there's some questions as to whether or not he's actually dead. 
Well, Mysterio, there's... A, I mean, he probably is, but with Mysterio, it's like... Yeah, yeah. someone else can be yeah, Mysterio well, without Mr. too much difficulty. Yeah, the, the real... We had a whole network of people that, like, Well, the real brains behind it was the guy uh, who ran the drones. Yep. Yeah. And who was shown getting away with a jump drive. Right. So he can... Yeah, he can easily find another mm. warm body to be Mysterio. To be Quentin Beck, yeah. Because yeah. he can make that guy look like Quentin Beck. Yep. But I loved the, the last minute, you know... Uh, the last minute... Spidey sense grab when Beck was trying to shoot. Yeah, Spidey. yeah. Grabs uh, the arm next to him. Yeah, shuck. <laughs> you know, um, and no, we this finally like, see. That's like the old Batman punch behind the head thing, yeah. right? <laughs> we finally see the Spidey sense done right. Okay, I have to ask. This is something I was unclear on. I'm sorry. You mean the Peter Tingle? The it's Peter the Tingle. Spidey sense. Stanley <laughs> called it the Spidey sense. I'm going to stick with it. I this was unclear to me, and this is very much, I'm sure, a uh, it works how the plot wants it to work thing. But what was the deal with his spider sense? Why was it like broken for a while and then just started working again? Like, what is the deal? He, it was. I think it was him ignoring it. Yeah, Part, partially it's him not. Like the whole thing, like why Mysterio kicked his ass in the first fight. In the, fir- in the first Spider-Man Mysterio fight, you mean? Well, that's part of it. But... It was mostly because he was relying too much on his eyes yeah. and not do enough on his instincts. So it's yeah. kind of like using the Force. Like, yeah. He didn't yeah. really he... trust in it, and he was, he was right. just used to doing his thing. And then right. he used the Force, and suddenly, right. you know... Yeah. It, Spider-Man, it's... you turn off your targeting computers, everything yeah. okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, that would be like Edith, you know, going, hey, Peter, you've turned, off your... you've turned me off. What's going on? <laughs> Even Dad, I'm the hero. <laughs> yeah, leave it to Tony to make a silly acronym like so, um So I think we're all of accord. Spider-Man Far From was really good. It's awesome. See it if you haven't. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. see it again. Like, yeah. I, I want to go see it and again. And we'll see it in IMAX because a lot of good I just have this problem yes. with Mike with not having a car yeah. home. Anyway, um, so yeah. that having been done, now we're going to actually devote the rest of this episode to what we we're going to actually devote it to, which is discussing the myth arc of what we think will be happening in the next big thing. So first, a basic definition of myth arc. Um, it is sort of the uh, the overarching plot line of things that, that are happening between other between smaller arcs. Sometimes no, the things that were hinted, the things that were hinted at in the post credit scenes. Yeah, of right. most of the Marvel. Well, not even and not even just the post credit scenes, but because like. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy set up the Power Stone. Well, sure, some of it's and, during the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the but usually what we see in the in the, in the end credits mm-hmm. is what ties it in. Yes. Yeah, the most obvious like tie-ins and nods mm-hmm. are at the end. The and then yeah, you saw yeah. it to the back at the very beginning because wasn't it the very first the original the, one, the first Iron Man movie that uh, Nick Fury showed up and was like, "Hey, I want to talk to you about the Avengers." The Avengers Initiative. Initiative. Yes. So it's like from the single movies, they're already setting up the Avengers. Although to be fair, at the time. It was just a, it was like it was Kevin Feige thing. threw it away, threw it in as this. This is this really great little thing, and if this movie takes off, I have, I have, or not Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, no, no, no. Uh, plays Happy, yeah, um, oh, John Favreau, John Favreau, who, who, yeah, did, who was, yeah, the director of the first one, yeah, sorry, not, not Feige, who's doing it now, um. Favreau was like, let's throw this in, and if the movie doesn't do all that great and we don't get a franchise, darn. It was a fun little thing. We got Sam Jackson to come up to, to show up and do three lines well, yeah. for twenty bucks. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, for for scale. Well, it's, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, oh, Sam Jackson, like, he says yes to everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sam, well, <laughs> it, and it also helped that Sam Jackson gave his light his uh gave 
uh, gave carte blanche to use his likeness in the ultimate, ultimate yeah. in the ultimate Marvel universe for Nick so, Fury hey, because he just liked anyway, the character. You want to actually enough. do that? For yeah. Like, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, so it was, so I'm like, sure that like, he was like, "Wait, yeah. so you want me to play Nick Fury? Fuck, I'm on board. <laughs> Fuck yeah." <laughs> Well, and, and, and see, yeah, because Sam Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but fuck. So, yeah, so usually the meta plot is the thing, is the thread that ties mm. all the movies together yeah. into one. Some people process. also refer to it as the meta plot. Um, yeah. Other examples were like um, the first five seasons of uh, Supernatural pretty much were all going towards the same place, just not each episode was, which was the end of the world, or like. Uh, the first all of Babylon, 5. all of Babylon Five, uh, <laughs> up until up until the end of the third season, fourth season, fourth season, yeah, third fourth season, yeah, and then so, the fifth season happened, which uh, which Straczynski had planned to set seeds for, but then they got canceled, and then they got uncanceled, and it was complicated. Right, you saw um, some of that meta plot stuff in uh, Buffy and Angel as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing is, is that um, Babylon I'm, Five. Really cemented. There were other places that did that. Babylon Five was the first was the first series that did it really like like had that pre planned from the start and, and really did it right. That's yeah. the thing is, is tricky about television is they don't know necessarily how long their show's going to last. Yeah. They just right. get renewed as they go, so it's hard to set that stuff up. Yeah, so, yeah but, but you, that, that's why that's why it was so great because what Straczynski did was so subtle. Yeah, that like the show could have. Could have gotten canceled at any time, and until he got to the scene where all of the previously peppered in stuff paid off, it could have just all been throwaway. That was that that that's yeah. what I think of as a really right. expertly done. Like, well, yeah, see, admittedly, I'm I'm a I'm a fanboy for Babylon Five yeah, to yeah. no end. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, same. Essentially, the one of the most quotable series ever. Well, it's, yes. one, it's a relatively short series. So I'm going to get on that. So yeah. I can. I can it's, actually. It's, it's on Amazon Prime. We see it. Yeah, we see it in Deep Space Nine with mm -hmm. the Dominion War. Yeah, we see it in any wrong, long running episodic uh, series that has an overall that that does ha that has a plot that carries over from week to week. Yeah, mm -hmm. employs to a certain extent some form of myth arcing. Yeah, you see, so, you see that in Battlestar Galactica as yeah. well. Just science fiction in general. Science fiction, have a lot of that. Science fiction yeah. lends itself quite nicely yeah, to it. Yeah. So the myth arc of the first three seasons was building up the Avengers and then the Infinity Stones and you then finally phases. You said seasons, right? Yeah, you're right. Phase one through three. <laughs> yeah, phase just, phase one through three. Anyway, it was building up the the uh, the Avengers, then the Infinity Stones and Thanos, so that you could go into the Avengers versus Thanos and the Infinity War. Right. right. It was all building to that. Mm -hmm. So, yep. the question becomes, what do we think they're going to... What's the next big... Uh, to, ne to also ape from, uh, from comics uh, industry, what's yeah. the next big crossover event? Right. right. What's the next big... Okay, so, uh, for <coughs> what we know about Phase 4, <coughs> one of the biggest projects is the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, with, I mean, they've got names like Angelina Jolie in there. Was it, um, 
I, I confess to not knowing anything about I the took notes. Because one of us is always the prepared person, right. but only ever one of us. Only one of us. Those right? are the rules. There can be only one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. if ever two of us have notes, yeah. then the world will implode. Yeah. The world will yeah, end. Not. Um, so, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, another bunch of names, Selma Hayek. Um, you know, already in in the Eternals. Now mm-hmm. the Eternals are a big shoot offshoot of the Celestials, which we've already seen hinted in Endgame, not Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. one and two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because nowhere is the evidently severed head of a Celestial. Yep. And Ego um, claims to be a Celestial. Yep, right. until we kill him. Until, well, but then again... Um, he might not be dead. Well, the person who killed him was his son, yeah. who is part celestial anyway. So it's yeah. kind of a loophole. Yeah, yeah loophole. Um, so yeah, there is that. Plus, so, you know, he got the power pellet when he was in Pac-Man mode, so... Yeah, yeah. exactly. You need anything with that. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's it's one of those things of we... I, I think, my personal thing is that we... Okay, but here's here's the weird thing. When you look at the movies that are coming out, let's look at those and see where we get. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's going to be a Celestials Deviance uh, or a, a, an Eternals Deviance thing. I have a theory, but I'll I will save my theory for a uh, working theory. A working theory production. <laughs> it's almost like that's the name of the company, right? And the website. So we have Black Widow coming out. That's one of the Which has been stated to be an interquel. Yeah, in between, like a prequel for Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, But then we have the Eternals, Shang-Chi and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Which is going to have the real Mandarin according Uh, to mm -hmm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse multiverse of Madness. madness. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's just a great title. It's definitely going to be Marvel meets Lovecraft. Like, there's no way with that name... That isn't what they're setting up. Oh, and I mean, yeah. I mean, Dormammu was Lovecraftian enough, but this is going to be very Lovecraftian. If you want to truncate it, Doctor Strange, Mom. Right? <laughs> so, but then we also have Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Which, is going to have, uh, which is going to have Thor and the Mighty Thor. And then, which is this, Jane is the other thing about this, this is the other thing about Jane the Portman. Phase 4. <laughs> Jane Foster wow, as Thor, as Thor, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so this is the other thing about Phase 4. Phase four is different from the other th- other three in several aspects, because I took notes. Um, <laughs> because you know, it's, there's it's, also it's, television. There's yeah, this is the first phase that includes television. In addition, to wants that subscription money. Yeah. It has fewer movies uh, in in the same time, uh, but also the first time that TV. All all these projects are slated within two years. Yeah, phase four I'm pretty is, sure that Phase Four is only going to sow seeds for the Myth Arc. I don't think. I think Phase Four is going to be the the uh, like you said, sow seeds. I think it's going to be the the transition. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we're going to get anything that really will have us be like, oh, okay, they're doing that now. Right. This this phase. It right. makes sense too because uh, you know you have there's a lot of like changing of the guard and all this like yeah. Hey, yeah. what are these characters doing now? And how they grow? They yeah. got to kind of like. Uh, I think the Phase Four. Be, I think. Phase four is going to be really subtle, and we're not going to start to get really big hints until phase five. Yeah. Right now, this is going to be the first phase that also has no Avengers or Captain America solo movies. That's because you know Cap and Cap's dead, and the Avengers are 
And Iron Man, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and Iron Man's dead, too. Right, it's now this is going to be... There's two other... I'm going... Uh, I was just going to say, it's interesting to me that it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but they... He, he already there, passed the mantle. There's on. been an interview as far as that goes. The cap, the Falcon and the, Min- and the Winter Soldier... Uh, it's not. It's, it's going to be a pseudo miniseries. It's not going to be a sole t- total t- TV series. It's going to be like. It's going to be a miniseries. Okay. Um, is going to be about um, character name not Falcon. What what's his name? Bucky. No, not not Bucky. Zemo. No. The name. Give uh, us something here. The name of the person, not his title. Anyhow, the Falcon. Oh. uh... Sam the character name? Yeah, Sam Wilson. Thank uh-huh. you. Yeah. Taking, beginning to take on the mantle of Captain America. Gotcha, gotcha. The reason it's not called Captain America and the White Wolf is because they're not... They they haven't... It's because it's supposed to be a sort of a, a transformation series. I see. So at the end, it's not going to be the Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier. It's right. going to be Captain America... And I guess he, th- I guess this guy throws a shield too because Bucky's been Captain America before as well. I think well. that's that's, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of, that's a savvy way of doing it because not, not mm-hmm. only is it just you know a show that's going to drive traffic to their service, but um, mm-hmm. you have plenty of time in a miniseries to explore all that complicated stuff, and then when you get to the next movie, you're just right in there. Yep, you're just gonna, <clears throat> he's going to end up in the Captain America Falcon suit. Yeah. Right. So there's um, there's there's two other things I want. Uh, Loki is confirmed to have been the one that ex- that escaped in the parallel timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, oh, yeah, speaking of TVs, TV series, so we got Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki. which is apparently going to be a sitcom. Wait, what? WandaVision, to a certain extent. Like okay. it's going to be it, it's going to be intri- it's going to be lot not as action oriented as people were expecting. Hmm. So more like well, we got some Loki. relationship drama stuff uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, we got Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got What If, and we've got Hawkeye, yep. which has confirmed the uh, a pre- presen- uh, presence of the younger female Hawkeye. Oh, okay. Is that presumably the daughter? That yeah, is daughter. No, no. Okay. no, it is the character, uh, and I can't There's remember her name, I was just looking that. at that. Uh, no, this, this is What If supposed to be a TV series, or is it supposed to be a... It's a TV series. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah and what if's good, just going to be one-offs though, yeah, and well, just like just yeah. like Marvel. What if, like right. what if? Yeah, yeah. You know, what if, what if, I had the old uh, the yeah. old comic book. What if Spider-Man had kept his uh, extra yeah. arms? What if yeah. Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? And right. you know, what if Doctor Doom was not the villain? Right. Um, yeah. It's also worth noting noting that it has been announced that we've got Fantastic Four and mutants. Mm-hmm. In the pipeline, probably for phase five or six. Right. Yeah, they they do have. Yeah, Fig's been very very off the cuff, uh, very uh, close to the chest about this. But also something else about the passing of, of the torch here. Um, this is the first phase that is going to have um, a an actor producing and starring in a movie, which is going to be Black Widow. And this is also going to be the first phase that does not have a stand does not have Stanley cameos. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. Yeah, no Stanley cameo in in the in Spider Man really hurts. Yeah, because yeah. he's been doing that since yeah. you know since Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and what was his official last cameo? His official Endgame. last cameo was an Endgame. Endgame. 
uh, uh, driving past the. More. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, th there's there's a lot going on with that, but yeah, I think we're we're gonna see. Like I said, my guess is gonna be the Celestials, maybe a Celestials Deviant War, or not a Celestial, but an Eternals De Deviant War, or the Celestials. All right. So that's your so your guess is that we're going is that now. you're going we're going galactic in our in our confrontation. Um, galactic in that not galactus by the way. I'm yeah. galactic like yeah no yeah. <laughs> well, galactic in the galactus term in that the and I think the end game is that they're going to have to defeat the celestials mm -hmm. at the end of phase five or six. Okay. I mean, that's, that is one possibility. I'm open to others because I don't have enough information at this time. Mike, do you have any theories? Because uh, I have a theory, too, that'll take a while to expound upon. I don't know what you've got. I, I don't really have much. I would, I would probably, if I, um, if I had to guess, I would say probably something similar to what Ben said. Because mm -hmm. with the phase, with the way the movies are, are plotted out, you have some of that, um, that bigger stuff that bigger scale stuff coming later like mm -hmm. the thor movies and until november 2021 mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. and then you have the other kind of like crazy stuff like the eternals and then even doctor strange because uh sometimes it's not just space it's different dimensions and realities right. and stuff and so yep. doctor strange cool. could be a key bridge and bringing in a lot of disparate stuff well here's you know? yeah and and here's mm -hmm. here's the other reason for for my thinking on this the eternals okay Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings of the Mandarin mm -hmm. are alien science. Yep. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, your, your theory and mine are actually very similar, but I have a thing that I, I have... I mm -hmm. have a specific thing that I think they're going to build to as their next endgame level... Uh, their next Infinity War endgame level movie bit. Okay, go for it. All right, so... We will set the stage. We have, uh, we have sown the seeds already of the concept of a mul of a multiverse in Far From Home, and we're gonna and we're getting that. Uh, we're also in the Doctor. first Doctor Strange, yeah. and also in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Right. Um, so literally in the title. Yes, we know <laughs> that there are multiple that that we have multiple universes, etc. Mm -hmm. We also know that uh, that. Uh, Disney has recently bought Fox and now owns the Fantastic Four yep. and the X-Men. Okay. Yep. So, one of my initial thought processes is how do they introduce those people into the MCU? That's my, that, that's my question that I pose. Yeah. And how do they do that in a big, in a big huge cinematic manner? Other than the snap suddenly made made people start mutating, which is one of the ways they could potentially do it. Yeah, I have a theory that they are going to build up using the celestials, etc. They're going to start peppering us with concept with with uh, with references to a I character know. known as the Beyonder. That's where yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they're going to build up and do Secret Wars. 
That's a solid theory. That's a solid theory. I, I, and I. That way, you that can have the mutants and the Fantastic Four be in their own universe initially, right. and have the Beyonder just say, "Hey, you're gonna come fight this war for me," and have it end up on a unified Earth. Right. I can see that possibility. And then also, um, it's a perfect setup for the big like. Hey mm-hmm. kids, everyone's in a movie together and you have to see it, just like Endgame last week. Exactly. Movie. They'll the, put butts in seats. You want the business. Yes. Yeah. The only yeah. the <laughs> other thing that I I actually had two theories here. Uh-huh. I thought about this. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they also have sown the seeds for already mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel is a secret invasion plot. That's true. That's the other big thing that they could really do. Right. Yeah. Um, the thing is that they've so flipped the script on the Kree scroll. Not really. The Kree have always been bad guys, and the scroll have also pretty much mostly been bad guys. There's always been some good and bad Kree and scroll. The scroll have always been mostly bad, but so have the Kree. Yeah. And we know that there are Kree and scroll on Earth already. And not just the ones that got that that were in um, and Captain Kate, Marvel and Car- yeah, um, and Far From Home. Because spoiler alert, Cap- uh, how was I supposed to know it was that he wasn't who he said he was? I'm not good at this. <laughs> well, um, a perfect example of that peeking through is when he's like, "Do not invoke her name." Yeah, like that was very take that out that name out of that room. was That's very right. oddly phrased. Yeah. It's very alien. Yeah, it's like those are the two things that I could see them really doing, especially with with Nick Fury in space, Mm -hmm. uh, theoretically setting up Sword. Um, Engage, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, yeah, we can geek. Picard's coming out. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Picard's coming out. It looks really good. The data's going to be in it. Um, and seven of nine. And seven of nine. And Hugh. Huh? Hugh. Hugh? Yeah. Of Borg. Ah. I don't remember him, but okay. Uh, he was a he was a Borg soldier that left the collective. But yeah. Um. To get back to the, I I feel like those are the two strongest contender. Yeah. Like, cause. I, also, I'm I'm using the fact that you know, they're a comic book movie. They have all the they're a comic book series uh, company. They have all these. Properties, all these big crossover events that they could just turn into movies. Right. Well, which they do. Yeah, I mean that's what Infinity War was. I mean, if admittedly, I, I they didn't guess, have Adam Warlock. They had to ign- they had to change things. Of what's been discussed so far, if I had to place a bet, I would bet on Secret Wars. I would, and I would bet on Secret Wars over my own theory, or in addition to my own theory. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's keep in mind. Could, yeah, keep in mind that could be a set. The beyond, yeah, you can have the. So you can have the the the, the, the immortals and the, and the sorry the, the, immortals, the eternals and the, and the celestials yeah. and have them fight and have the beyonder just be like yes this is happening, or have the beyonder be a celestial that went rogue yeah, you know or whatnot they've already introduced of course they've also introduced the idea that you can destroy the infinity stones which I'm sorry no. Ah, uh, they'll get better. When you have yeah. infinity in the name, it kind of implies oh, right. it's the beginning. I of... am decidedly of the opinion that they will get better. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and Cap, you <laughs> put them better. back. Yeah, they got better. Uh, besides, Cap put them back in the multiverse. So. Yeah, yeah and all, like kind of all, in all, in well, yeah. all, like if you yeah, actually they're, they're back. If you s- take the time to s- sit there and think about, um, um. Endgame. Oh, ridiculous contradictions. Oh my god, they're yeah. like, 
like, Endgame, more than any other Marvel movie, has forced me to invoke the MST3K mon- mantra, which is, it's just, just a show, show. relax. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew going into it it was going to be clown shoes, but in a good way, so I just didn't Oh, I, love, I loved it, don't get me wrong. Well, but I mean, they lampshaded it so hard with the dialogue, too. Yeah, They're just, like, yeah. referencing... So it's like Back to the Future. Back, right? <laughs> yeah. They're referencing all manner of time travel tropes yeah. while establishing their own. Yes, no, um, it's, it's definitely, like... Yeah. Don't... The key to enjoying... Infinity War, uh, Endgame, at least in retrospect, is to not think too hard about how completely fucked the timeline is now. Right, right. It'll get, they'll untangle it or they won't, but we'll, yeah, you know. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, Barry Allen is going, I could have told you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, somewhere he's getting a migraine. But, yeah, but he's just, oh, that's a different, different universe there, but. Right, no, I'm still saying, I mean. No, you it's, know, it's, if you it's want just. If you want to get Shirley Meadow with, with, uh, with the whole concept of multiverses, then it all, it's all fair game. Well, right. I mean, you know. DC exists in the Marvel universe. DC, yeah. well, DC Marvel crossover events. That have has happened. been a thing that's happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. JLA versus. Uh, Versus the Avengers has been a thing. Yep. So, and I can't remember who teams up with Batman to fight the Joker. And I think it's like, I think it's Cap. Yeah, it's it was it was something. It was like the Joker gets super powerful at one point because of course he does. And yeah, and someone and someone unlikely teams up with the with Batman to stop him. Well, you know what's uh, what's a surprisingly good. Um, Team up crossover thing as Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those <laughs> comics and, uh, and animated movies are amazing. Mm. So, so yeah, I'm liking the Secret Wars in conjunction, building on the Celestials. Mm-hmm. And you know what would be interesting is in, in the original um, comic, uh, Secret Wars was the origin of the black suit. for the black costume. Mm-hmm. Right. So they could potentially bring well, they could bring Wars. Venom into it. They can do a lot of stuff. Also, the origin for the new Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of things they could play around with on that. Um, How thanks. badass would that be, though, if they did Secret War and they and they roped Eddie Brock slash Venom into it? He oh would just that would be a playground of destruction for the symbiote. Oh my god! Talk about well, a target-rich environment. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> Venom symbiote. I can do all this the with brains it. I can eat. It's a buffet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's gonna be mad at me for this. I think it would be super funny if just like. You know, there, there's all the speculation about, like, Spider-Man and the history they had. But, like, him just showing them and having no problem with them whatsoever. So, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and just being, like, even growing it up, maybe. Like, just completely right. subvert the expectation. I think right. that would be hilarious. It, it could be interesting. <laughs> Those things. I wonder if I could... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. As much as I, as I like the idea of, you know, Spider-Man slash Peter Parker having to struggle with a symbiote or a similar temptation... They have fucked it up so royally in Spider-Man Three that I'm very yeah I'm very cagey well, about that, and the way Tom, that. And the way Tom Holland portrays Spider-Man. You mean uh, Tom Holland? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Over the Tobey Maguire or you know the uh, yeah. Andrew Garfield. I, I gotta yeah, say, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is still my best character, my favorite characterization of Spider-Man. He's just too cool. What do you mean, Spider-Man or Peter Parker? Because there's a difference. Spider-Man. Okay, just Spider-Man specifically. Yeah, like okay. he got he got Spider-Man's banter down better than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. And that was the thing that I feel. That's the one thing that I feel like Holland does better than Maguire, but still doesn't do all that great. Mm. Spider-Man. It has a mouth to rival Deadpool, and he and he very rarely gets gets that shown off. Yeah, 
Yeah, because he, well, he's smart, so he, he does... Although, I think that he, in this one, in, like, um, Homecoming and Far From Home, he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting yeah. better, it's true. Um, but, like, Far From Home, way too serious, and Peter, Peter was taking things way too seriously. Yep, right. He's got to get to the point where he is having fun with it, which I think we would see in the next, in the yeah. next Spider-Man. Yeah, I think just... The scene the, of, hang on, wait a second... You guys aren't the Avengers. Hulk gives it away. <laughs> if he was written like that for the whole time mm-hmm. in Homecoming, I would have been I would have been really happy. But that scene was written really well for the trailer, right. and then the rest of his banter skills fell down, which was yeah. sad. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna we're seeing him grow into that banter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a it's a weird uh, needle thread because I, it's like part of part of me would would like this would say like oh well as he has more experience and stuff he'll grow into it. but on the other half is like it's always been kind of a defense mechanism of a scared kid anyway. Yeah. So you'd think of anything it would be better at this point because he's he just wants to like distract himself and distract the villain and fill time and just not think about how yeah. how his life is constantly in danger and how. Mm-hmm. Over his under. This know, is ridiculous. How over it in? Gonna die. Gonna die. Why gonna can't die. I get out? How far he is in over his head? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, always reminded of uh, an Amazing Spider-Man. Oh no! You found it's my one weakness: small knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty good lines. Uh, it's a shame that Amazing Spider-Man Two was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, I I do think like if I were placing my money, I'd say they're actually set, probably setting up for both, because why only set up for one? Yeah, you I mean, can do Secret Wars, follow follow. Secret. Yeah, especially because that way you can have like like that way you could say have someone recast as as alternate universe Captain America or Tony Stark brought into the Secret Wars and then. Combine into the world and then have them turn out to have been a scroll all, the, all this time. Possibly. But I like the idea also of whoever comes back as the new Iron Man or Iron Heart or whatever. Yeah. In, the new Iron Person. Yes. <laughs> well, and because without Robert Downey Jr., yeah. There's always yeah. also the possibility of War Machine stepping up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cheadle did a good job with War Machine, but I think we need another. The thing is, is he can't build the armor. Yeah, true. We need someone who can build. And quite the frankly, armor. I like him as his own character anyway, and he's awesome. So I'd hate for that to yeah mean War that Machine, we don't get War Machine because yeah. War Machine kicks ass. War, yeah, War Machine kicks ass on his own level right. because he is a soldier, and he right. fights very differently than Tony did. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just. Speaking of, I finally watched Iron Man three. It wasn't bad. I don't know why everyone seemed to dog on it. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. it I, mean, I, I thought it was. Sig- I thought it was significantly better than Iron Man two. I thought well, Iron Man two was I the thought, weakest. I liked Iron Man two just fine too. Like I haven't particularly misliked any of them, but yeah, Iron Man three was Tony being Iron Man in a lot of different ways. Because my one of my favorite parts of that was him going to a hardware store, oh, building yeah. all the tools that he needed to raid yeah, that he, complex. Yeah, that was like a, that was like a throwback to his initial Iron Man 1.0 when he was in captivity thing. Yeah, I did, just seeing the resourcefulness of him, just kind of you know, it's like the whole it's like the whole concept of filmmaking where like 
you only have a shoestring budget and so much time and necessity breeds innovation. Yeah. Like when Tony is cornered and he has everything taken away from him and he just throws shit together and he's like, all right, I got to make this work. That yeah, makes you got a compressor and a screwdriver and yeah, he makes a yeah. gun. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He Back just, to his roots. Yeah, he goes in with no Iron Man armor and still kicks ass. Yeah. Um, which, you know, shows that smart guys are, are fucking deadly. Um, Indeed. But I, I think, too, that the kid from Iron Man 3 is one of the more likely successors to the Iron Man. Oh, yeah, there's been some speculation about that. Yeah. But have Morgan become a new Iron Man? I, I, I like Morgan. Um, I could see that. Yeah, I, I could see Morgan doing it. Um, Morgan Stark. <laughs> I could see Morgan financing Riri. Riri? The current Ironheart. I don't know this. Uh, it's she's a uh, she in the uh, oh god. Oh, the, the, I'm the, not terribly the, familiar with the, the, cool, the Riri Williams is the she's like a teenage genius that kind of like figures out who become uh, who, who the, 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 cur the current iteration of yeah. not Tony Stark's Iron Man. Right, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 the 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 black chick with cool hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lost her <laughs> best friend. Um, and yeah, I mean she's she would. I'd like to see her in there, but I'd also I, we've got a couple of cool people here. Um, well, you know what? And another I'm, thing that I'm anticipating you. that that Parker's going to end up taking over uh, Stark Industries and eventually in making Parker Industries. Well, you can also I, uh, if you're bringing if you're doing the that. whole alternate dimension mm -hmm. thing. Uh, you could totally bring in Miles Morales Spider-Man. That's true. And yeah. if he does, if Parker's busy with that like, that higher level big picture stuff, he could be more the street level Spider-Man in lieu of Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That could be interesting. I mean, Spider-Verse is really good. It would be a good. It would be a good excuse for another Donald Glover cameo as well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was great. Spider-Verse was really good, man. Yeah, I loved Into the Spider-Verse. Probably my second favorite Spider-Man movie that, that they've made after Far From Home. Like, Far From Home really just knocked it out of the park for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say, like, uh, Far From Home, it was a... Plus, um, it had freaking Mysterio, man! It was a, and it was done well. Um, I don't know, it's like... Even... It's, what's so funny about it to me is, like, the the um, the costume uh, is very, it was very traditional... Like, it was basically straight out of the comic book, just, you know, of course, in a slicker, Because technically he was way. just wearing a mocap suit. Right, so he could look as goofy as you want, and, he, and he, he explicitly says, like, yeah, make it extra ridiculous and people will believe it, because we are living in a snap world now. Mm -hmm. So he's like, multiverse, and ooh, I'm, I'm doing Kamakama blasts, and I'm, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the greater good, but not really. And, like, right. all, what's so funny is that on a meta level, like, those are all the tropey, ridiculous comic book things that he has created yeah. to get people to believe in a comic book world. Oh, my God, it looks like <laughs> these four villains that we defeated separately somehow came back to life and are combining into one yeah. big mega villain. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, like, all those tropes, like, he just leans into them hard. It was medium aware of its own self. Right. Right. Well, and, and like I said, the other thing, one of the other things, like, that Marvel does so well mm -hmm. is build on itself. I mean, the entire yeah. plot of Far From Home goes back to um, the whole, uh, I think it's Iron Man 2? Well, With the, uh, or the, um, or, or Civil War, the holographic 
the holographic technology. Oh yeah, yeah, that was at the beginning of Civil War. Yeah, Civil yeah. War, where mm. you know, or and, Bart, <laughs> Barf, yeah, Barf, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. I can. Um, well, here's another thing. This this is very reminiscent uh, reminiscent of what they did with Vulture and Spider Man Homecoming is. You take someone who, in some ways, has been legitimately like slighted over by by Tony Stark. Now they take things too far, but like when they first go into their spiel, their monologue, if you will, you're a hundred percent with them. You're like, yeah, no, that that completely tracks. You've been unappreciated. You've been fucked over. You did all these amazing things and got zero credit for it. Meanwhile, Tony's causing the problems. He's he's threatening the world with things like uh, Ultron. Ultron, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, you guys are sitting here with your thumb up your butt when you know what you're doing and it's like right. well, I, I mean, get it and then it's like and you and you you're on the outside looking in and it's like he's going to entrust all this to a 16 year old kid like this yeah. is insanity like right. somebody has to be the adult in the room i think he actually says that in the speech yeah and i'm well, like yes i get it i'm kind of with you here but then he's like oh but oh some people find out so let's totally go nuts and murder some kids and like we'll even like cause disasters and not we don't really care how much damage is done how many people die as long as we get to be the hero i'm like well okay you, lost you can't me. become a you can't become a hero without cracking a few skulls yeah it's the whole omelet egg thing but, yeah. yeah well and and the thing is is that like in when you go back to homecoming tombs was a just an ordinary guy trying to do a job. Right. You know, and S.H.I.E.L.D. was the one who fucked him over. And Stark Industries got, you know, profited from it. Right, but yeah, exactly. Still, Which, yeah, it's, it's basically, never, a, it's like a government cronyism scenario, yeah, you know. He would <laughs> never have done what he did if he hadn't been put in that corner. Right, right. Likewise, Beck would never have become Mysterio, plus the, uh, the technician guy, Right. <laughs> Which, yeah. If they hadn't all gotten, fi- gotten shit canned by Tony after right. doing something, well, and that's 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 the thing too. Like that speaks to a flaw of, to, of Tony is. I mean, granted, he grew a lot, but it took him forever to do so, and in yeah. the process, he ruined lives. And yeah. that was that was his thing. Just like when he was a womanizer, I mean, he never really stopped in a sense, but he did settle down with Pepper eventually. But in the in the beginning like in the first Iron Man movie like you know he's just like treating people like they're disposable all the mm-hmm. time whether right. it's just sleeping yeah. around with women or just you know whatever he's just you know he's always just in the moment riffing off things and not really thinking through these long term implications of his actions well Iron Man 3 having just rewatched it was all about coming to, to grips with the fact that yeah he's been a bitch yeah. a bastard and all the whole PTSDism of the you know incident and all that Right, struggling yeah. with well, all that stuff. Oh no, that was Iron Man three. That hadn't happened yet, but still. By the same token, well, I, no, I, oh, I meant mean, the first Avengers. Going out, going out into space for a second, yeah. 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 Well, and then, you know, um, Age of Ultron, all Tony's fault. Yeah, oh, totally. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, somewhat Bruce Banner's, but yeah, peer pressure. <laughs> well, what's really funny is like in in when it gets to Civil War, it's like. You know, New York. Well, you were going to nuke it. Yeah, Sokovia, that nuke was it. Tony. Right. All these bad things that have happened. Yeah, it's pretty much all been S.H.I.E.L.D. or Tony's fault. Right. And yet you want to, and yet you want S.H.I.E.L.D. to Which are the very control. ones that are like, hey, just trust the big government apparatus. You yeah, guys want we'll the worst S.H.I.E.L.D. some more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Washington, D.C. Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. was infested with Hydra. Right, exactly. Captain well, didn't wait, cause the problem. Was, he what? solved it's it. Like, wait, how and why was uh, Loki doing things? Oh, that's right. He was trying to get the test rack that you were hoarding in the first place. Right, that you were like, trying to everything use comes back to, to the, build weapons. To build giant fuck-off weapons. Right. Now, granted, yeah. Fury 
Fury had a had a. I, I kind of agree with Fury's reasons. Like when he yeah. said, you know, we were laughably, hilariously underprepared for this. Right. <laughs> you know. I can kind of understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Fury's point. We need to make weapons. Why? Because of him. Yeah, because Thor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it's so that's the guy comes in from space and yeah. kills us and can ki- and could kill us all if he really felt like it. Right. right? With science funny that is so advanced that we think of it as magic. Which is so funny because uh, when you compare that to some other things, it's very Lex Lutheran. Mm-hmm. That's very like that. That really reminds me of Lex Luthor's pitch about how, hey, we got to do our own thing and save ourselves. We can't rely on some Superman or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and then it comes. And in some ways, they're actually right. Yeah, that's because it's like what you're just you're you're just hoping to luck out. You're just rolling the dice and hoping that it's a good guy who has the, all this power. All powers, right? Or yeah. that he stays a good guy. Exactly. Um, but that's the thing about Marvel that I like so much. All of its villains. Are not just these mustache twirling evil for evil's sake. Right. They have very good reasons for doing what they want to do. Ultron, you know, was basically, hey, you know what? You made me a, you know, you made me, but you hampered me. You know, I'm pissed off at you. Ultron had daddy issues. Uh, Imagine that. Imagine that the creation of Tony Stark's had daddy issues. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like it was made in his image. Yeah. How 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 much more in his image do you get? Yeah. Um, So yeah. So and I I can see the enemies rich. Keep keep your friends rich. Keep your enemies rich. Eventually, you'll figure out which which is which. (laughs) Right. Well, I I think that eventually we're going to start seeing a little more. Mm. I'm trying to see where we go with this because that's the thing that Marvel has kept doing really well. It's a formula that works. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see the Celestials going, look, well, you were doing okay and then you got out into the multiverse. Now you've been fucking with the timeline. Most of Phase 4, I think, is going to be cleaning up. Yeah. From, it, it, it's going to be cleaning up from what happened with uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I. It, this is all about... Get, uh, trying to re-reach a new normal, which is why I don't think we're going to get much in Phase 4 that sets the stage for the next big crossover other than little tiny morsels. Yeah. Um, well, another, th- and another thing to remember, though, Thanos wasn't eternal. It's true. The Mad um, Titan of the Eternals. Yes, he was a Mad Titan. He had what seemed like more deviant, because with the Eternals you have the Eternals and the Deviants, two different offshoots of the same, you know, let's fuck with the human genome uh, yep. that was done by the Celestials. So I think we may see. we have to prove that we are true comic book geeks, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, I, I you lost me. I don't I don't know any. Of well, I, yeah, <laughs> I only know a little. Like, uh, the other reason I think we're going to do Secret Wars or Secret Invasion is because those are the two big crossovers that I right. could imagine us going to. Those, those have the most, like, general awareness yeah. amongst yeah. the general public. Yeah, those have the, they have the strongest name recognition. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, I think we've, we've hit a lot of this. Yeah. Um, what I'm curious about is uh, on a on a you know because there's all the stuff that leads up to the big macro stuff. What I'm curious about is the kind of the smaller scale like character development arc for the characters that they'll be focusing on next. Because mm-hmm. you kind of had I mean 
Well, Spidey's not getting another movie for a while. Right? Yeah, I mean, you kind of already did that with Spider-Man. And, of course, now Cap and Iron Man are out of the picture. Right. Um, and they kind of, you know, they did their things, respectively. Right. Uh, and, of course, the, the Black Widow movie, for obvious reasons, is a prequel. It's just a thing. It's almost right? like she's dead right now. Right. Yeah. Because she is. Right. Um, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Is like, it can be a fun movie and everything, and I'm sure I'll see it. But it's like, I already know how her character art goes. So in a way, it's kind of anticlimactic, right? Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, hey, here's like a moment in time for this character. Right. I like the Star Wars prequels where it's like, well, I know everything that's going to happen. Right. Or it's like solo. <laughs> you you know? kind of know how that's going to end up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, any of those, any of those like, yeah, mm-hmm. earlier movies. Um, right. But yeah, I was just, I don't know. It's like any Superman movie that go- focuses on the origins. Hey, we know what's going to happen. Well, what's interesting to me is actually, I think that the most potential for the uh, for the character development that I've seen so far is actually in the TV series. Not in the movies. Yeah, like yeah. like Wanda, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Like, there's all sorts of places they can go with that. And Loki, of course, all mm-hmm. places, you know, sorts of places you can go with that. Because this is, as we established, this is uh, Loki escaping in the new timeline, mm-hmm. which is very much. You know, unevolved Loki. Like he still has to kind of go through all that. Loki stuff. hadn't grown back, hadn't grown up yet again. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's he's still like thrown a tantrum, Loki. Um, yeah. You know, so it's basically like, you know, taking a taking a kid who's already throwing a tantrum and then like having them chug a bunch of a uh, bunch of sugary drink mm-hmm. and it just it's exponential now because he's like, oh hey, I'm free. I'm gonna bugs bunny around everywhere and do all sorts of crazy shit. Right. It's so like kind of my thing. It's like taking a kid. He's already throwing a tantrum, having him shotgun a case of Red Bull, and the then old, taking his phone away. The old go-go juice. Yep. Yep. But yeah, that'll be Causing heart attacks and, and executive producers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or head content monkey, or whatever I've named myself in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, that's the other thing, too, is that when you, when you cross the streams with movies and series, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. even more unpredictable as to how they're going to manage There is one other thing that we that, that we didn't address um, in the announcements of things. Uh, Blade got announced. Uh, yes. And yeah, technically part of the MCU. But still a Marvel property. It's not going to be part of the MCU? It's not part it's of Phase 4. Well, that's because it's only been... So it's not part of the MCU yet. So yeah. it, could, it could be part of the MCU, just not specifically Phase 4. Yeah, right. No, um, right. It's, it's kind of like Guardians. It's going to be in... Pl- mm-hmm. It's almost going to definitely be in place Phase 5. It's going to be part of the MCU, yeah. which provides an interesting issue, which pretty much confirms that the Netflix series are no longer part of the MCU. Yeah, because there's... Oh, also... Because the guy who played Copperhead, I can't remember his act, the actor's name. Cottonmouth, yeah, sorry. Cotton, well, which one? The, uh, Cottonmouth? Okay. Yeah. The nightclub owner, not the right. yes. not Diamondback. He's okay. going to play Blade. Yep. And everybody, and the internet went crazy because Wesley Snipes wasn't going to get to be Blade. I was like, he's old. Wesley Snipes is like, I mean, he's in good shape for his age, but he's like... Yeah. This is a classic example of the internet like, thinking they want something, but they really it don't want is it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you realize that Wesley Snipes could probably be in an Expendables movie at this point, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Surprised he hasn't been, yeah. Well, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been, too, obviously. Yeah, right? But, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is, Snipes then turned around and said, hey, you know, much love to this guy. Yeah. Give him a shot. Yeah. You know, because... I'm sorry. Did anybody freak out when, uh, you know, when, when a different actor played Spider-Man? 
Well, I guess some people did. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> did anybody yeah, do girlfriend? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But did did they stay freaked out? Um, well, I mean, if so, the box office to Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2 is any indication. There, there's, a, there's always a small sliver that are always unhappy, but generally yeah. speaking, people, you know, the yeah. the outrage subsides, people watch it and go, In oh, general, it's actually pretty good. And, people will freak out. Yeah. It's the internet, and it's comic book movies. Childhood's ruined people everywhere. People will find a way <laughs> to freak out over over something yeah. if given half an excuse. I always thought the whole childhood ruined meme was so stupid because it's like, yeah, you know, it's like, guess what? Uh, it's not a time machine. It doesn't go back and take away your great experience. Right. You still had it. You still enjoyed it. Yeah. Like well, unless it's for Doctor Who. Uh. Yeah. Well, Doctor Who because time travel. <laughs> that's I'll have to defer to your expertise. <laughs> that's the joke. I know so time travel is involved. That's about it. Yeah, because <laughs> my thing is, is evidently by you know the number of childhoods that have been ruined at this point appears to be greater than the total population of Earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like yeah, but that's yeah, that's the thing is is. Oh, they're redoing this childhood ruined. Oh, it's the greatest Spider-Man ever. You know, I'm just like. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff people can pick apart. It's just you gotta, you gotta enjoy it for what it is. It's a it's yeah. a different medium, and there's yeah. gonna be differences. I mean, yeah, and, and you gotta embrace those differences and enjoy the and enjoy it for what it is. And also, just not let little things get in the way of the overall like. Uh, enjoyment and experience of it, like picking apart the stupid time cons- inconsistencies. Yeah, yeah. I'm just repeat to yourself. It's just a show. I should really. Well, just I think realize. a great example yeah. of this is our feelings on Venom. We're like, man, that was ridiculously fun. It was kind of dumb, and there's some things that didn't make a lot of sense. But who cares? It was a fun ride. Yeah, because man, fucking Tom <laughs> Hardy melting act, down over ninety minutes. The man. third act <laughs> was pretty lackluster. That well, yeah. The final act, I should say. Not not that it excuses it, but that's been a that's been an Achilles heel for these comic movies for a while now. Yeah. Even Wonder Woman suffered some of that, which yeah, is one of my true. favorite comic movies. Yeah, Wonder Woman has, it's yeah. in my top five. Definitely had a bad third act, but it's too. just like oh, and now we do the obligatory CGI battle with a giant thing in the sky, you know. And now, yeah, and I'm like, know, I mean, the twist was good, but yeah, the the twist was good, but the yeah. You know, uh, no, you know. It just, feels it feels somewhat video gamey. It's yeah. just like, ugh. Yeah, of course. I think, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, reminded of uh, there there's a sorry, video gamey reminded me of uh, movies that had an interesting ending act and video games reminds me of the PS2 game Matrix the Path of Neo. Uh-huh. Um at the end, it, which follows the movie's plots very pretty well, except in the final bit where Neo, you know, sacrifices himself to the Smith army to uh, end the war. Yeah, to end the war and all that stuff. Um, instead, in the in the game, um, all the agents Smith get together into and form one giant agent Smith body yeah. mm-hmm. to fight. But before that happens. The Wachowski siblings make a cameo in the game explaining why... So, in the, in the movies, we had this ending, and it was, you know, it was built up to, and it has a lot of some symbolic resonance, and it really doesn't sound... It really doesn't work very well in a video game, so here's this... So here's a giant enemy smith to fight. <laughs> <laughs> they hang a giant lampshade on yeah. it. Right. It was a really fun game, by the way. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I like I said, I will 
I will put my theory. I will. I will bring my theory and and put it into it with yours. Yeah. Because yeah. I, the slushes are. I think they could complement each other. This theories. Yeah. I got to say, I think overall, like, uh, I'm kind of glad that it doesn't. I don't know. I, I have to do the math here, I guess, on how many movies and such we're talking about, because my first instinct was like, oh, it doesn't seem like as many movies, and it's com combined with series, but then again, we're also talking about a relatively short time frame. Yeah. It's really only a couple years that we're looking at, so it's probably on par with the previous phase. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I'm thinking phase four, like I said, is the transition from old yeah. to new. Yeah. And I think phase five is going to end with a big crossover. Um, and then phase six will end with the crossover, the back crossover... Set up. Set up. Right. Cross-section. Yeah. Well, Avengers set up yeah. Infinity War. Avengers, well. yeah. Well, Avengers set up Age of Ultron, which set up Infinity War. Yeah. But... So, are we at point... I think we're out of things to say. Yeah, it's basically, you know, we, we're all agreed it's going to be a transitional phase. Yeah. We all pretty much agree it's going to be a pretty, like, high, big-scale thing yeah. kind of plot, and well, it's I mean, likely it, to involve... It, it has to hey, be. Hey, let's fight all of our toys together, you guys. This is fun from our childhood. Right. <laughs> Who's the quote? Um, give me a second here. But, yeah. When you boil it all down, it's just Kevin Feige takes two arms full of toys and goes, eh, 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 and mashes <laughs> right. them together at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really, all the Marvel movies are every you know every every kid's uh, action figure fight ever. Right. <laughs> I can't remember. There's a quote from someone. I can't remember what it is, but the the general gist of the quote is: once a story goes into space, everything after that is kind of down. It is kind of a letdown. Yeah. So like. I'm not talking about the entire Marvel mm -hmm. bit, but every big crossover is going to have to try and be at the level or top endgame, which is almost definitely never going to happen. Right. So, but they're going to have to, but, but they have, but because corporate movie making hive brain, mm -hmm. they have to try. Right. Yeah, but then again, Marvel has shown a remarkable ability to outdo itself. Mm-hmm. And I and I would like to see them do so, even though that means you know the mouse becomes even more powerful. And as as far as I'm concerned, um, when I look at outdoing itself, I just look in terms of like uh, entertainment and um, an artistic achievement, not in mm -hmm. how big can the thing be. Well, yeah, because so I know. hope they don't get too caught up on that, like Neil's alluding to with the whole corporate stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it probably will. Yeah, probably yeah. will. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're you know, focusing back on, I think, more down-to-earth stuff, like the heist movies and things like that. Well, I, we'll I'm, I, I will say my I, I have a bit of cautious optimism tempered in there because they have seen how successful some of the smaller-scale stuff has been. Mm -hmm. Like the first Spider-Man movie is a classic oh, yeah. example of that. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. We will see what happens. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Anyhow, next time we'll talk about something else. We don't really have a plan yet, but uh, we'll bring it up later. So this has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. Yeah, we're switching it back now. Um, <coughs> and we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology, assuming that Ben doesn't choke to death. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter L and the number 84. 
Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. Also, please check out our Twitter and Facebook pages for links to interesting things, like our Discord server, as well as semi-regular updates. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. Final thought. Now, I'm personally hoping that the next myth arc will be the Shadow War, but I think I'm in the minority there. On the other hand, what do you want? <laughs>